0: times we've done this, and we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to the adsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just $25. bucks. it will walk you step-by-step step through growing your list, and in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out, and let's get into this week's episode.
1: This is the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast, episode number 14. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. Now before we jump into today's interview, I want to remind you that if you haven't already, you need to head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash class to sign up for the free Periscope training that I have for you now. In that training, we show you everything you need to know about how I've managed to leverage Periscope into a multi six figure business. And we're going to show you how to get your first thousand followers fast, even if you're not ready to live stream yet. I give you a literal script, like fill in your words and you use that script to get paid. And I show you my three profit channels, what we use to bring more traffic, more leads, more sales into our business with Periscope. So again, if you have haven't already, make sure you get over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash class and get that free training while you can. What is up? I hope you are having an amazing day because it's only going to get better. I have Laura Roder on the show today and You know, I was so excited when her team reached out to me about having her on the show because I've heard her on other podcasts. I've followed her work online for quite some time. I've seen her previous businesses, multiple, and some of the ventures that she's done. And I've actually been a user of her software, Edgar, for quite some time. And it's so key to my success in business that software. And beyond that software is the strategy that that software utilizes. And that's why I was so stoked to have her on the show because what we're going to teach you today. Today is how you can be leveraging social media more effectively so that your content, your traffic, and your list are all being seen and getting the growth that they deserve. Now, Laura and her team have developed a software that plugs into this strategy she created that has allowed her to grow multiple businesses with social media. And as you're gonna hear in the interview, there's a couple things that I want you to know about. One is that she talks about how... Using this software allows you to be building 24 seven. And using this strategy allows you to be building 24-7. Whether you follow a launch model where you launch a few times a year and have a big influx of cash, or you run an evergreen model where you always have certain products for sale, the reality is you always need to be getting your business in front of more people. You always need to be growing your list. And this strategy works. It's how we grow our Twitter. It's how we manage our Facebook group. It's just so amazing. And so without keeping you at the intro any longer, I'm going to introduce you to Laura Roter. Hey, Laura, thanks so much for being here today.
2: Thank you, Zach. It's great to talk to you.
1: Well, I am really excited to have you on because as I told you before we started, I've been stalking you for like years, years. And I think the last time, I mean, I've I've just seen so much stuff you've done and and I'm such a proponent of Edgar that you have and we're going to get into all kinds of good stuff today. But before we jump into all the juicy goodness, tell us a little bit about you and how you ended up where you are now and what you do.
2: Yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. I started working for myself about 10 years ago. And when I started out, I was doing freelance web design and print design for local businesses. So basically, social media became... Thing when Twitter came out and then Facebook came out with its fan pages and my design clients were kind of asking me like, what does this have to do with our website? What should we be doing? So I really fell into the social media world. I started doing social media training and information products. And then that all became Edgar in 2014. I launched my first software business and now I totally love the software business.
1: Awesome. So, so tell us a little bit about that because a lot of the listeners are in the info product or mm-hmm. the coaching space. Can you tell us a little a little bit about some of the, you know, maybe the info products and how that kind of influenced you into Edgar.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty interesting because Edgar is very directly pulled from an information product called Social Brilliant. So in Social Brilliant, we would teach our internal kind of process and strategic workflow for social media. Obviously, teaching social media, we've always been big you know users of that marketing strategy for my own company. And we had this really complicated system where you would make a big spreadsheet with a bunch of different columns for each category. And then you would put all your social media updates in the spreadsheet and copy and paste them into the tool and there was all this color coding, but people liked the process and people were paying, you know, to learn the process. But there was still so much manual labor and there were so many things that just seemed really odd to me. Like if I pay for a social media tool, why am I keeping my social media updates in a spreadsheet? You know, And, and spreadsheets are a horrible place to keep updates. If you have an image, you just have no clue what to do with it. So there were all these problems with the process that were really time consuming. And, you know, honestly, as someone who doesn't know how to build software, I just kind of assumed like this must not be possible because, you know, it's obvious to me, like all of our clients are like, why don't the tools do this? I just thought it was impossible. And I happened to marry a Ruby on Rails developer, which is my like hot tip. If you (laughs) want (laughs) to create a software business, just do that. It's easy. So it was basically I was just kind of complaining about it. And I was like, why don't the tools do this? And and my husband, Chris, was just like, well, I could build a tool that does that. So I said, great, do it. And (laughs) and that's how Edgar was born.
1: Oh my gosh, I love it. So tell us a little bit about what Edgar is, because I know we have a lot of people listening. And and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I'm such an evangelist for Edgar. I've used it in my previous business, and it brought so much traffic and growth. Uh, I use it in my current business, and it's incredible. But tell us a little bit about what it is as you would describe it
2: can I put you on the spot? It's actually always really interesting for me to hear how a customer describes it. And you usually do it better. Like, can, Ooh, is that? No, is that I like it. Staff? Yeah,
1: I do. The way that I kind of see Edgar is it's a tool that allows me to automate my consistency on social media. The mm-hmm. biggest struggle I've ever had with other tools, and I won't name them because I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I've, I've used other scheduling tools. And, you know, it's, it's so much manual labor to keep putting it out there. And what Edgar has done, for me and for my business is that once I put something out there, you know, perfect example, we're going to do this interview and I'm going to turn it into a Twitter post. And Mm -hmm. every few days, this will be tweeted out and we'll always be picking up new customers and we'll turn those customers into leads. We'll put them through our funnels. And so for us, it's automated the hardest part, which is, you know, it's easy to do the, the creation and the workflow because there's no consistency required. It is what it is. But with the social media, it's almost impossible for me to tweet five, 10 times a day. And Edgar does it for us and make sure that it's relevant content, it's fresh and it's updated.
2: Yeah, so yeah, to add to that, the, the big difference with what we do is with other tools, your cube runs out, you have to refill it, you have to keep scheduling every update. With Edgar, you load a library of all your content, which you load a bunch in the beginning. And then obviously, you keep adding as you publish more blog posts, or create more podcasts, or just, you know, find more inspirational quotes or whatever. And then instead of you having to schedule those updates, Edgar goes in and schedules the updates. So you tell Edgar, okay, I want a link for my podcast every few days. And Edgar just goes in your podcast category pulls an update and so your social is handled by someone who's not you having to frantically do it every day
1: yeah I love it so can you talk a little bit about this because you know full transparency I am not an affiliate and I said before we started I was like I want to lead with Edgar like even though I don't get commissions I want to lead with it because I think it's the the power of the tool and whether people decide to listen or not I think we can progress to a place where it doesn't matter because it's Edgar kind of simplifies the strategy, mm-hmm. but the strategy is what works so yes. well. So can you kind of talk to us about what is that strategy that, that Edgar is utilizing that allows you to, you know, we talked before we started, you say people are like doubling traffic, you know, we've mm-hmm. seen double opt-ins. We saw organic growth, you know, our, the previous business I ran, it was about two years ago, Facebook did the big organic algorithm switch and we didn't mm-hmm. take a hit because we were using Edgar we didn't it didn't affect our business at all so can you wow. talk about the strategy
2: yeah there's there's two things that Edgar really pulls front to the strategy and what you said is is totally accurate you know you can do manually everything that Edgar does or you can just pay us 50 bucks and it'll save you a lot of time basically <laughs> um, but so the two things are one thinking of your social media in categories it is a huge game changer for a lot of people because the way people do social it is seriously just panic like I have to post something today I don't know what or they do try to kind of batch their content so they try to use the category concept but then that doesn't really work when you're posting every day because you're like okay I have a bunch of updates to my blog but I don't want to post 20 updates to my blog one day and then 20 promotional updates the next day, right? And then 20 updates to someone else's content the next day. So, thinking of your the categories of updates that you post and then beyond that, what do you want your mix to look like? Like how, you know, links back to yourself versus links to other people versus more straight up promotions or sales or offers Do you want to have so that's what's I think really cool about this is it turns your social into a real body of work that you can manipulate that you can, you know, keep curating and decide these updates are working, I'm going to have more of these and and less of those. So that's one huge part of it. And then the other huge part is cycling through your content which a lot of people are really, really scared to do. I mean, did you, like a lot of our customers are like, oh, am I allowed to do that? Did you have any of that uncertainty in the beginning? Yeah,
1: I did. I had it with, with both businesses, especially when I started out because my, my biggest thing was I was like, well, I have like you know, 10 blog posts right now. Who wants to mm-hmm. read my blog post over and over and over again? Or when we started the podcast, we waited until we had four episodes, but like mm-hmm. every day we were tweeting a podcast.
2: <laughs> a lot of people are scared of repeating because thing is you read all of your own content. Right. So to you, you feel like, well, I've already read all 10 of those blog posts. I wrote them. I know them inside and out. Like, I'm sick of them. I don't want to see them again. And it feels weird to send them out so frequently. But what you have to remember, you know, you brought up the huge drop Facebook's reach. I mean, that's reality, right? And a lot of people just panicked about it. But instead of worrying about it, I think you need, as an entrepreneur, you have to be more strategic and be like, okay, well, this is the situation. What am I going to do? And a huge way to combat that is to repeat your content because less than 10% of any of your... Of your followers see any given update. So it just makes sense to repeat it again. And I mean, our customers always see they'll get the same engagement, like the same clicks, the same reach when when they post it again, which is, which is really interesting. So it's so much easier to do social when you don't have to come up with new updates every day for the rest of time, which is how most people do it. And you're just driving a lot more traffic back to your site because you're giving people a lot more opportunities to click and to find your site.
1: Definitely. And and I want to kind of hone in on something that you said there, which is like, it, it turns it into a body of work as opposed mm-hmm. to a daily task. And I have seen some people, you know, utilize it in very unique ways. And I personally use it as a part of our Facebook group. We have a big Facebook group community, about 4,400 people as of right now. And we don't have to go in and do daily posts. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a total pain to queue them up. And now we set it and forget it. And I always tell people, you know, the $49 we pay a month for Edgar is way less than I would be paying anybody that I could outsource it to, right. to go and manually post that. It's reliable. It's consistent. And I love seeing people do those things with it. So, you know, are you seeing that people are going a little bit beyond the, mm-hmm. it's not just like a recycling content. its It can be used in so many different ways.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, groups is a great example. People will often do like a good morning message or what's funny is, you know, you can cycle through different ones, right? So you're like, I'm going to put 20 different versions of good morning and then some version huh. is going to go out every day. Or, or a lot of people ask us how that you can use Edgar for one-off promotions, which is something that is also really great for that we use it for. So we recently ran a big promo for Valentine's Day. So during this one week, you know, we wanted to put a lot of promotional messages in our social a lot more than we normally do. So usually you would have to figure out like, okay, I'm going to send them five times a day. And then I'm going to have to write those updates every, you know, for every day. And I'm going to have to schedule them. What we did instead is we wrote about 20, you know, 10 to 20 total updates driving people to this promotion. We added them to a Valentine's day category. And then we just, you know, ramped up that category in our schedule. And then we just, took it off our schedule when we were done. So it made it so easy to promote the sale every day as little or as much as we wanted. And the really cool part is now we can do it again next year, right? And now we have all the promotional tweets just ready to go. And if we want to modify them or we want to say, okay, this one worked better than another, then you're just taking a few minutes to modify instead of starting from scratch.
1: And I think that that's so important to note is that the strategy behind the, the software is you don't have to be creating content every day. Mm -hmm. Like as entrepreneurs, sometimes we wake up on Sunday and we're like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to today. And with this strategy and the tool, it doesn't matter. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right. And really allows you to do that, not just with your social, but I think it lets you kind of look at your, your blog differently. You know, for our blog, some of the content's more timely and and not as valuable for repeating. Like when we're talking about, you know, the brand new algorithm change, that's not so interesting next year. But a lot of our content, especially kind of more general entrepreneur stuff, is really valuable next year and the year after. So it kind of lets you feel a little more ease around your blog as well, knowing I don't just have to write a new post and it's going to go out this week and then it's never going to, got again. And I have to start all over. Like once you've built up a certain library of blog posts, it's like, okay, well, I don't have to feel as panicked about creating new ones as often because I've created this great value that I can just keep linking people to.
1: Awesome. Okay. So let me, let me distill it down real quick. So essentially the strategy and what Edgar does is it allows you to house all your content in one place and then cycle through it over and over again as as frequently as you want. So it's essentially scheduling stuff based on content categories. Mm-hmm. So let me get like really like nitty gritty, like the, the actual like rules of the road. So what kind of numbers do you suggest to people? So let's say the listeners are saying, okay, perfect. I totally am embracing this strategy. It makes perfect sense to be saving my content, and repurposing it. How often should they be you know, tweeting? How often should they be mm-hmm. putting out their content on Facebook? Should they talk about themselves a lot? Like, are there some general guidelines mm-hmm. to this strategy?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think a good place to start is like three to five social media postings per day. You can do less if I say that and it totally overwhelms you. Like you can start one a day is better than none a day. (laughs) You know, like whatever you can do is a good place to start. And then as far as the mix, you know, we like to do like 70% content, 30% kind of promotional or logistics. Like one of our categories is job postings because we're hiring a lot, you know, so we want to put that out regularly, but we don't want it to be most of our content. So if you're looking at kind of 70-30 like content versus more promotional, And some people do even less than that promotional. And by promotional, I don't just mean like buy this. It might be an opportunity to get on your list, for example. So you might be sending someone to a free piece of opt-in content. Um, Or it might be just straight up links to your products. It might be letting people know about a special offer, something like that. And then out of that 70% that's content, you might do like 50-50, you know, your own content versus other people's content.
1: Got it. So just to clarify and kind of highlight that, it you know, let's say that they do go all in, you're listening, you go all in five posts a day. That means let's say six of those posts are, or excuse me, three of those posts are your content. And let's say two of them link back to your blog. And then one of those posts or two of those posts like link to your podcast or directly to an opt-in. I think Mm -hmm. the big takeaway needs to be that everything you're doing is either building your credibility when you link to other people's content It's building your traffic, which is helping your ranking, your Google rank, your SEO. It's helping you. know, It's making you more shareable. And then it's growing your list. And so what you have managed to do is systematize, automate, and create a program that plugs into that, always driving people to sales in your business.
2: Yes, and that I mean I actually never thought of it this way before, but the way you described Edgar is actually kind of a little snapshot to our marketing strategy as a whole as a company. Because something that I was very deliberate in with with this company that I haven't done in the past is I was very deliberate like we are not going to rely on promotions to push every customer because I've run businesses before where you're like you're always having to make it rain, you know, you run a promotion, you get some customers, then it's dead, then you have to think of what's the next thing I'm going to do. And and those businesses felt very reliant on me in particular as like the one who always had to bring money through the door. And with Edgar, I was like, I am sick of that. I am not doing that. Our marketing needs to be systematized, right? So we're consistently sending traffic to our site. We're consistently collecting leads. We have an email marketing system that's converting those leads into customers. So we sometimes do promotions and they're a great little extra boost, but they're not necessary to keep the business alive.
1: I love That you said that, because I think that's the biggest fear that like a lot of new entrepreneurs, especially in like the digital product space. Mm. And I've done it myself where you start, you have this big launch, you know, your first successful launch. And then you go, now what? (laughs) And with Edgar, regardless of whether, you know, you follow this strategy where you're always bringing people into like a funnel and evergreen offer or you're doing the launch. The key is you're always building that customer base.
2: Exactly. So yeah, mm-hmm. even if you do have a launch model, you need to be collecting leads to sell that launch to throughout the year, right? You can't just panic, which I mean, people do all the time. They're like, <laughs> I'm going to launch January first, And then they realize like, oh, I don't have anyone to launch to. What, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, you don't want to You get yourself backed into that corner.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. So let's say that someone's listening and, and they're like, this all makes perfect sense to me, right? I need to be putting my content out there. I need to be doing it on a consistent basis. Can we talk, I know we talked a little bit about this before we started, but can you talk about some of the numbers? Like what are the, what are the numbers that you see as a result of people switching from this, the panic model to, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm panicked. It's 12 o'clock on Monday and I didn't post something at 9am to the, it's already out there. Cause I systematized model. Like what kind of changes are businesses and customers
2: seeing? Yeah. I mean, the one that's the most exciting to me is people seeing their traffic go up. So we do, you know, we do hear like my audience went up, my engagement went up. But I'm very pragmatic so I'm always like okay social's cool but you know is it driving customers right is it driving people back to your site and we so often get emails they're like oh my god i installed edgar doubled my traffic from social you know quadrupled my traffic from social and it's funny because they have this attitude of like you guys are magical like how did edgar do this and how edgar did it is because when you send out twice the links you get twice the traffic mm-hmm. <laughs> right and it sounds really obvious when i say it out loud but i find most people don't think of it that way like of course if before you were some days maybe remembering to send content and some days not and you had like no system for sending out your older blog posts of course you're not going to drive as much traffic as when you have software you know no matter what it's sending links to two pieces of content back to your site every single day like of course your traffic goes way up and the other thing that that is so cool is you know we look at our customers blogs and we look at our own blog and usually when you write a blog post for most people It has that huge spike in the beginning and maybe the first week there's some traffic and then it's, you know, long tail after that. Like maybe there's a kind of minimum level from search. And when we look at our posts, it's so cool seeing the traffic pattern because we see this regular like bleep, bleep. Whenever it gets sent out on Edgar, which is just happening on autopilot, we get this cool spike in the traffic because... You're not just sending it out to your audience on social. It has an opportunity to be shared. Like we saw one post that got a bigger spike months later than it did in the beginning. And I don't even know exactly why, but I bet you some sort of thought leader on Twitter shared it. It gained traction for whatever reason. Like you're creating all these opportunities to get traffic to grow that audience that you just weren't creating before.
1: Yeah. And I'm so glad that you said that the biggest, you know, disservice service that a lot of people do is they create really, really good content. And mm-hmm. I think that you highlighted something so key there, which is, you know, sometimes you release your content on a Tuesday and the person who needs to see it visits you on a Wednesday. <laughs>
2: exactly. And it's,
1: it's just as simple as that, is that you put it out there twice as much and you never know, because we've, we've seen that happen before as well, where we're getting, you know, spikes on old posts. And we're like, why is this post seeing like a total research and, you know, I pulled up my my Google stats while you were talking because I was like, oh my gosh, I've never even thought Mm -hmm. to do that. But we do, we kind of do see like generally speaking, long-term growth. And we see these little pockets where we bring in an influx of stuff that's, you know, already over, you know, we're looking at it right now. We have a podcast that we did, you know, several weeks ago that just saw an influx in the last couple days because we keep putting it out there. So I think that's so important to highlight is Content is not one and done. Content is forever when you do it right.
2: Yeah, hopefully, right? Like, why not make your life so much easier <laughs> by keeping on using that content that you worked so hard to create?
1: Definitely. So so let me take it like one step further. I'll ask like my my high level question. And this is a little selfish, I guess. <laughs> but so let's say they, they're doing it all right, right? So they're still following us. They're like, yes, I'm doing it. I've scheduled out my content. I'm, I'm using Edgar. I'm using a system that lets me, you know, kind of duplicate this process. And what do I do now that I'm seeing an increase of traffic to, you know, grow my list or, or bring in more mm-hmm. clients? Are there things that you guys are doing with Edgar to kind of optimize that website? Because you're turning your website into the receptacle. So what are you guys doing to optimize it and get the most, the most value you can out of that traffic?
2: Yeah, so we're all about email collection, you know, list building, and that's something that we do differently than a lot of software companies. So a lot of software companies, when you go to their website, the call to action is to sign up for a free trial. If you go to our site, the call to action is to request an invitation and The reason that we did that, so what first inspired me to do that is, you know, a lot of companies before they launch will have like a simple landing page that says, you know, we're launching soon request an invitation, which we had one of those pages, too. And I just noticed my own behavior that I'm such a sucker for those pages. Like (laughs) I will sign up for anything because I'm like, Ooh, maybe they're going to give me a deal when they launch, you know, or like, this is exciting because it's new. And I thought like, why, you know, why do I sign up for so many of those? And it's because it's such an easy ask of me as a prospect because asking someone to do a trial, like that's, big time commitment or with a tool like Edgar you have to load up a library of content you know it takes some setup time so i think a lot of software makes the mistake of asking people for too much right in the beginning or someone comes to your site they're interested but they're not ready to do a trial now like when you do a trial you're like okay i've got you know 2 weeks or a month or whatever to make this happen they just might not be at that place in their business so we're like what's something that we can ask them to do that's very very low commitment for them and lets a prospect be like okay, Edgar seems interesting. Like I may or may not sign up for it right now. I'm interested in some more information. And so, you know, now we've got an email list of people that We know that they're interested, right? And it might be this week or it might be months from now. And we feel that we have the responsibility of educating them. So we send emails with, you know, links to podcasts like this one so they can learn more about the company, links to reviews that customers have written. Like, we don't assume that they're going to go out and do that research on their own. And then we also keep sending them a newsletter, you know, our own blog posts. A lot of people don't work hard enough because they're so afraid of, like, oh, I'm going to be pushy or, you know, I'm going to overwhelm people, but people signed up, right? They signed up for our list. They're interested in Edgar. And if they're no longer interested in Edgar, they can unsubscribe. And that's that's great for us to know that people aren't, like, we don't want to bother anyone about Edgar who isn't interested. And so they have that way of letting us know. They don't get emails anymore. Like, everyone's happy. So you have to do a lot of work as a company to give your prospect all the information they need to feel comfortable buying from you. That that's what marketing is.
1: Awesome, and I think the key there that you said is that like, you have to stop being worried about being pushy. Mm. The mm-hmm. reality is, you said it earlier. You see your content over and over again. But you know, perfect example, and hopefully you won't be offended. I, I get your newsletter, but some weeks I don't read it. Of course, right? some weeks we don't read it, and our customers are just like that. So. We see the newsletter, but you know, what if you had linked to a really awesome blog in that newsletter that would have been perfect for my business, but I visit your Facebook page on a Wednesday, you posted about it Tuesday, and I didn't open the email. Right. Well, if you never post that content again, and you never capture those emails, that's it. I missed out. I can't ever get it again. And so when yeah. you flip it like that, it's it's not even pushy. It's like, I'm giving you every opportunity to get this awesome content that I'm not even charging you.
2: I was talking to a customer the other day, RSS feeds. They're like, I really wish you could import RSS feeds in Edgar. And I was like, you can, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> so they're like, oh, cool. And it just, it really showed me like, wow, we, like, we assume so much, right? Because I would kind of think like, oh, I don't need to, like, they have the tool. I would be bothering them telling them about RSS feeds. But like, no, even though they have the tool, Like, why do I think that they have the time to explore every single nook and cranny (laughs) to read every email that we've sent them? Like, that's ridiculous. No one, no one does that, you know? But yeah, we're like, oh, I already sent an email that like mentioned RSS feeds in the third paragraph down. I can't like then send them another message to remind them to set up their RSS feeds. Like that's actually really helpful for the customer. I
1: love it. So, I mean, I think we've gotten into so much. So at the risk of like cutting it off early, I think that this is like a perfect place to kind of segue into the closing questions because I, I mean, I think from this point, the reality is no matter what you do, you have the system in your hands now. And it's so funny that the system is show up every day consistently with content.
2: Mm-hmm. That's really
1: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a tool that makes it about a million times easier, but you just show up every day that works. So I'm going to turn it over to you for like our, our like rapid fire ending questions. Are you ready? Ready. Awesome. So for those that are listening, what is like one thing they can do within the next week to really start seeing results on their business based on what we talked about today?
2: Create a consistent schedule that you can actually do. I mean, I think that's one of the hardest things in social. People get so overwhelmed. Like there's so many networks I can post so often. You don't have to post to every network. You know, we're a social media company. We're not on Snapchat. We're not on Instagram. We're not on Pinterest. Like we do a few networks and do them well instead of trying to be everywhere. So if consistent for you looks like I'm going to post only to Twitter, but you know what, I'm actually going to build an audience and have a presence there. That's great.
1: Love it. And what does the word hustle mean to you as it applies to business?
2: Hustle is an interesting one because I do kind of, that word can be associated with a lot of burnout and a lot of like, I'm going to hustle 24-7 no matter what, (laughs) you know, which is really not how I like to do business. So my kind of hustle, it's all about that consistency that we talked about and having discipline. You know, for me, hustle is like, you know what, if you want your business to succeed, you have to keep doing those incremental improvements. Like you have to keep showing up even when you don't always feel like it.
1: Ooh, I love that. It like snuck in there. So I want to say it. You said incremental improvements. You don't have to be amazing on day one. You just have to be a little better every day. Mm -hmm. Love it. And then finally, we've teased the whole time. Where can we find out more? Like at this point, they're ready to get. What do they do next?
2: <laughs> Go to meetedgar.com. I also want to point out that we have a super amazing customer service team. And so if you want to email us support at meetedgar.com, if you're like, I'm not sure how this applies to my business or like, I don't know what I would put in there. We're super happy to help you with your specific situation and anything you want to talk about.
1: Awesome. I love it. And we'll link that up in the show notes. I'll give you guys the link in just a second. But before I do, Laura, I just want to give you a big thank you for being on the show today. I'm so excited. People are going to love this episode. Thank you, Zach. So I told you, right? Laura knows her stuff. And this was such an amazing episode. And before I forget, because I always do, the show notes are at heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 14. If you go to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 14, you can see all the show notes, links to Edgar, that email that Laura gave in case you have questions about it. All I can say is this. I've used Edgar for a really long time. And, you know, I treat my show and my audience very, very sacred to me. And there's something that I'm telling you, you guys, like I don't get a kickback. I don't get anything other than the, you know, the interview you and the stuff that I brought to you, but I'm so adamant about how much this software has changed our businesses. We did this with my food blogging business, and we saw an explosion in traffic. We do it with Heart, Soul, and Hustle business, and we see really great growth on Twitter where we're leveraging it very effectively and in our Facebook groups. So You know, I think it's a great tool, but I want to dive into a couple of the things that we talked about in the interview that with or without Edgar, the strategy is what's so flippin' amazing. Edgar just makes it a million times easier to implement. So if you know, if you're a glutton for pain, go without it. But the strategy works either way. And one of the things that Laura said is that, you know. You always want to be putting your content out there. And we talked about how you have to break through that pushy mentality and realize you're not being pushy. You're creating opportunity. And the minute you reframe it as I'm not pushing content on people, I'm creating multiple opportunities for them to consume this free, valuable content I create for them. And at the very end, she snuck it right in there. But she said it's about, you know, growing better every day. And on day one, Heart Soul Hustle looked so much different than it did today. Our graphics were not pretty. We did not have a good graphics person to help us. The podcast wasn't polished on day one. And, you know, This tool is a good way to step it up to the next level. And this strategy really brings it up to the next level. And so the last thing is, Laura said, you should really consider creating a consistent schedule. And I want to be very clear, no matter what you do, I'd love for you to lead this episode and realize, like, I need to be posting every single day on at least a couple of channels. What do I want to be doing? Do I want to post a blog every Monday, a motivational quote every Tuesday, a call to action every Wednesday, someone else's content every Thursday? Because the reality is, and I've said this like 30 times because I want you to hear it, it's the strategy that works. This strategy works. Laura said she sees their customers get double their traffic when they leverage this strategy because it really, really works. So you got tons of free strategy today. I want you to get out there and implement it. I want to see you getting results. And you guys, I cannot wait to talk to you next week because I've got even more amazing guests lined up and just more amazing content coming your way. So have an amazing, amazing week and we'll see you very, very soon. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com.